15 years ago, I had lunch with a client who predicted everything that was going to happen to me in my creative career. And guess what? I recorded everything. And as you get bigger, you will be tested. How's that? You know, somebody flies you in, they're politically going to think that you're going to put their people up. And that's going to be the struggle you're going to have as an artist is giving in to the monster or holding your integrity for your concept. I have thousands more of these recorded conversations from practically every point in my career. I thought it might be eye-opening for you to hear three of them. Three recordings that may resemble the kind of people that you're going to be dealing with one day. Those moments should have been only memories, but luckily for the mystery school, I kept the tape rolling. These aren't recreations, people. These are the real deal. Voices have been manipulated to protect the parties concerned. Today, we are reading from the Book of Influence. You are listening to Make Art Not Content, brought to you by the mystery school. The mystery school? What's that? The Mystery School is an online program that helps creatives all over the world conquer the biggest obstacle they face, themselves. Enroll today at lastnightsparty.tv. Welcome to the party. This is recording number one. Word of the day, mandate. A mandate is special permission that you've been granted by a group of people to act in a certain way. Every artist has a mandate. Your mandate is that thing, said or unsaid, that your audience expects from you. And your job is to fulfill your mandate every single time you release something new. It's just like when a president gets elected to get out of a war or to start one or to heal social injustices or to build a wall. It's your duty to fulfill the mandate that you've been given. Like if you're Tarantino, your mandate is to deliver great movies, yes, but always with amazing dialogue. Why am I Mr. Pink? Or if you're Dave Chappelle, your mandate is to be funny and thought-provoking about current issues. They're not really even right. Or how about if you're Banksy, your mandate is to surprise us with street art that's laced with political activism and never get caught. And if you're Beyonce or Drake, then the people have given you a mandate to deliver culture-defining moments and entertainment with every single release. I want you to remember these moments right here. Any artist that doesn't live up to their mandate, they've basically failed. Yes, even if for another artist, those same results would have been considered a victory. Doesn't matter. All that matters is that contract that you have with your audience. So eventually, when people start hiring you or commissioning you for your art, they're going to do it because of that thing that you represent. Your mandate over time will have given your work an aura that brands will want a piece of. This is what I try to explain to people who are always telling me that I should go more mainstream. I tell them, no, my mandate is to disturb the peace, to embrace counterculture, to dilly-dally with the freaks and the weirdos and the underdogs. I don't have a mandate to create mainstream apple pie art, but it's okay. You know why? Guess who's the first person they call when the CEO is sick of the Brad's squeaky clean image? Ross. Like, really, here's the thing. We did a great photo shoot, and we turned heads because the content was different, and now I need you to amplify it, and we need you to distinguish our photography away from what everybody else in the city is doing. When brands hire you, they hire you to do something that they believe will positively affect their bottom line. They hire you to be a rainmaker. And yes, sometimes rainmaking means that you have to do something safe in apple pie. But other times, rainmaking entails being 
a little bit more creative. If you see the content that's coming out, it's fairly stale and it's literally just mass produced at this point. Everybody's delivering the same content. Most corporate clients don't get it, but all you need is one or two of these visionaries on your side, visionaries that resonate with your mandate. And I'm, I would love to say that our content stands above everybody else's Bronx, but there's five other videos coming out that look similar. There's nothing else that you can say, wow, that was special and that was creative. If they could have done it themselves, they would have kept it internal. To be truly transparent, if we could produce the level of video and the concept that you're doing, we'd be doing it on our own. And that's why we brought you in here because we need that style and we need that grit. Your job is to create something with an identity that other people can't copy. Because when you do that, that's when they take out their wallet. We're not going to put it on a shoestring budget. Let's figure out what this is that you're going to create. And let's find who the right editor is. I need a series. I don't need a one-off. If I'm going to go and spend a ton of money on digital marketing and pushing the stuff out, I need to make sure that that banner or that video stands above it the rest and makes people click on it. Or else ultimately, I'm just blowing money the same way everybody else does. And I'm not distinguishing myself as why we're the leader. With the funds and the proper budgeting and the proper plan to it, it's not just putting a 30-second video that lives for today. It's a 30 second video that lives for today, tomorrow, and next week. If there was ever a time in history where you could get paid for a unique vision and to bring to life ideas that are unconventional, it's now. Nowadays, you could bring in your identity, your cultural heritage, your quirks, your personal history, and most of all, your unique taste. I mean, it's either you do that or they might as well get the intern to create the next campaign. So, how was that? Did you learn something? This is recording number two. My friend Josh is a culture historian. He finds emerging brands and artists and helps them reach the level of fame that they deserve. That dude has been accurately predicting trends in fashion and music for the last 20 years. So here's a little riddle for you. This next recording that you're about to hear is of Josh talking about where art is going. But can you guess if it's from the summer of 2010 or if it's from the summer of 2020. It's an interesting place that we are right now because you can feel it swelling up. The wave is about to break, but the masses have not adopted it yet. Josh understands artists. He understands what they have to go through to get to the top. And because of that knowledge, he can tell if someone has what it takes to endure the crazy journey that they're about to embark on. It takes time to like take your vision and realize it. You know, there's a few boxes that you check. Does this person have an idea? Is it scalable? Is the passion there? But beyond the passion, do they have the work ethic? You know, while we're young, we got to like put all of our energy into shit like this and just keep pushing for it because it's it's going to be a momentous thing. Looking back at 30, 40, 50 years of giving unselfishly to art is the best investment you could ever make. I know that some of you are doing your best work right now and you're excited because it's finally coming from the right place. But I just wanted to remind you of something. Protect your art with as much passion as you put into creating it. They will hire you to make something beautiful, but true to their nature, every day they will ask you to make it a little bit more average. It's the fear talking. Corporations will only care about your artistry for as long as it's making them money. So use them while you can. Use them for access to the minds of their children. That's right. They don't know it yet, but the ones who will overturn them and expose their hypocrisy already live in their homes. 
Open the eyes of the next generation with truth. So that by the time the old guard wants to boot you out because, you know, your art is too raw or whatever, boom, you've already started an army with their very own blood. You've created a legion of renegades who are totally invested in keeping authenticity around. It's time to fuck shit up, people. Okay, this is recording number three. Fifteen years ago, sitting in a little cafe in New York with Matt, who is one of those rare industry people that actually cares about art and artists. I had my tape recorder still running when he warned me not to deviate from my vision. You gotta hold the line hard, because the bigger you get, the more pressure you will have. Here we are, October 30th, 2006, on the corner of Prince and Thompson. And so far, you haven't given up to the pressure. <laughs> you haven't given in to the man or the woman. So let's have this conversation in another year. October 30th, 2007, let's see how you've held up under the pressure. 2021, still making art, not content. Still embracing counterculture, still championing the alternative, the marginalized, and adding a whole new generation of underdog artists to my mental Rolodex. So how about you? Will you still be holding the line hard for your vision this time next year? And have you figured out your mandate yet? Let's meet again a year from now, February 2022. Let's see how far you've come. How close is the vision that's in your head right now to what's actually transpired in reality? <laughs>